0: Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world Welcome to the Sideline Junkies Sponsored by Anchor FM Take it away fellas Good Thursday evening or what we like to call The Thursday night throwdown Presented by the Sideline Junkies Got BJ rocking and rolling with me
1: From the start too. When's the last time? It's been a while since I've been on since the start.
0: Yeah, last year.
1: It has been a year, hasn't it? Yep. Wow. not Not a physical year, but yeah, 2018. Yep. Wow, it's been that long. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness.
0: Now, how does it feel for the mothership to come and instead of picking you up, you starting out on the ride?
1: Hey, man, it, it it let me tell you something, man. It always feels good to be here doing what we love to do, which is talking sports. And this is why we started this, man, to give our, give ourselves a platform to talk about sports, to do what we love to do, which we would do for free anywhere.
0: Well, that is true. That is absolute true. So, since this is the mothership, let's put a glide in your stride and a dip in your hip. Come on and get aboard this mothership. And what George Clinton say? Come on, do the loose booty.
1: <laughs> let's, let's get it, brother.
0: Man, we we gotta a show this chalk full of goodness tonight. But we're gonna start in the NBA. Now, I'm going to throw some things at you. You tell me if you're going to buy it. Let's do some old school NBA. All right?
1: I'm ready when you are. All
0: right. First one, I'm going to give you, I say about three topics or three items. You tell me if you're buying it or you're selling it. Okay. First one, it's like dominating Twitter, Instagram. It's always dominating. Every time LeBron James does something, it's dominating. But. The Lakers' playoff chances—Are you buying them or are you selling them down the river?
1: Ooh, um, I'm. A, I hate to have to do this, but I'm going to sell those right now. Um, I just think that the team with with Ingram going down, with uh, Lonzo not being there, that's an uphill climb. If Lonzo and Ingram were there, I buy high. I buy. Buy me. I buy low and sell high. But right now, the, the way that team's constructed, I got to sell.
0: I can't be mad at that. I think it's you and everybody else in the country is selling that. Because as much as I've been on this team and I'm not a Laker fan, but I'm a LeBron fan and I'm just like, I just wanted to see him do good. But it's not going to happen this year. We won't get 10 straight finals from LeBron James. So,
1: Yeah, it's 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 tough to see. A player of his magnitude, you know, the the greatest player of this era, to 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 struggle right now, and and it's it's not just him. Like I said, it's the whole Lakers team. It looks like they're about their eleventh in the West, and the West is jam packed. I mean, on top of them, let's see, two, four, six, eight. The, the The Sacramento Kings and the Minnesota Timberwolves are in front of them for the ninth and tenth spots. So then, you know. The Clippers are sitting in the eighth spot with 39 wins. The Lakers only have 31 wins. Mm. So that's, that's a, that, no, I, I have to sell that. I don't even think, like I said, the only way they would have had a chance, you know, is they, if they had Ingram and Ball. And I think the whole trade situation um, in the deadline when they were trying to get 80, I think that hurt, kind of took the, the air out of the balloon for the Lakers and kind of hurt their momentum.
0: I agree with you wholeheartedly on that one. All right. Item number two uh, for buy or sell. The Boston Celtics. Are you buying that uh, Kyrie Hayward and uh, all the guys have made up to play nice nice for the rest of the season? Or you just say, I'm selling that down the river too.
1: I'm going to sell that. I think, I don't know what exactly happened in that locker room, but this, this team, and we, we, we talked about this in the beginning of the NBA season, you know, when they got Hayward back, that they it, it's going to take time to work him in. But I think it's more wrong with this team, more dysfunction than, you know, that we see that's underlined, that, that we, we, you know, we see the, the dysfunction on the surface. But I think it's more uh, under, under the behind the scenes that we don't know about. Are they still a really good team? Yes. Can they still beat any – of the teams in seven games? Yes. Do I think they will? No. I, I really think it's the bucks and the Raptors and depending on if the, the 76ers can really gel with the, that latest edition of uh, Tobias Harris. They, they got, you know, four people on the floor that can score any which way you want them to except Ben Simmons. He doesn't really have that three point range, but you know, you got, you know, when you got that many weapons, you can't count that, you know, that team out. So, Right now, I'm selling the Celtics. I think they'd make it out of the the first round. Cause right now, if they if the if the playoffs ended today, it looks like they would play the Pacers. Mm-hmm. And, and the Pacers don't have Oladipo, so I think they would definitely get that series. But then it's the next series where if you're not playing as a unit and you're not on the same page, you're going to get bounced.
0: True, sure, indeed, and with the. With the paces, they're holding on. They're holding strong. They've been fourth place most of the season, so but they're they're, they're holding strong. But the Celtics in fifth place—that's not where we had the Celtics projected. That's not where we had them placed. The Celtics are supposed to be a top three team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I
0: mean, to be honest, the Bucks are the Bucks are are the surprise right now because I didn't know I knew they could play well, but I didn't know they were gonna play this well.
1: Fifty-one and seventeen.
0: Yeah, man. And thirty-four and eight at home. Twenty-seven and five on the road. I'm sorry, thirty-four and eight conference, twenty-seven and five at home. I'm sorry.
1: Hey, you know what, man? I think this is really gonna be a really interesting NBA playoffs. I really I can't wait for it to start because you got so many new boys on the block. You got the new look Toronto Raptors. You got the 76ers. you got the Bucks now, you know, vying for a spot. And I, I I can't wait. You got the Nuggets, the second spot. You got Oklahoma playing lights out. Houston, Portland playing. You know, it's 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 gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun. Uh, it's gonna be a fun uh, NBA playoffs.
0: You know, this kind of sort of reminds me of when you you know the old guard is starting to get a little older. It reminds me of Jordan's first retirement, his first full season that he wasn't with the Bulls. In ninety four. Every the whole entire NBA looked different.
1: Yeah, it did.
0: You know, the Knicks finally got the bully off the block. So they they became the kings of the East. Uh who else? Um, um Dang, I was just looking at the paces of the nineties came up. The pistons showed that they could play a little bit. I mean, it was a, a lot going on in and, and just the the whole landscape changed. And I, I love when it changes like that.
1: Yeah. I, I, hey, we, we talk about it all the time. Don't get me wrong. You love seeing the dynasties, but you also like seeing balance. Uh-huh. Um, and I want to see, I don't want to see the Patriots win every year. I don't want to see the Warriors win every year. Is it nice to see kind of? Yeah, because there's a dynasty. You don't get to see them often. Um, But well, it would not win. in the NBA. You see them often. We, you know, you go from the Lakers to the Spurs, you know, to the to now the Warriors. So, mm-hmm. but it's 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 nice to know that maybe this year, maybe it's not the Warriors this year. Maybe somebody else knocks them off because this is something else we talked about, KG. When you build something like they did in Golden State, your first couple of seasons, people are gonna be scared of you. And, you know, you're just going to blow people out of the water. Now people are tired of them. Now the league, the other teams in the league are tired of the Warriors and they want to take them out. Now they're not playing just to play up because it's the Warriors in town. They're playing to beat you. And it's it's a different beat when you're you're playing like that, when you get a whole nother level of confidence, especially that little rough patch the Warriors just went through and people are like, they're beatable. Man, you can beat the Warriors. You know, I don't care who who's on the floor. They can take an L <laughs> well, we,
0: we, we always say we say any given Sunday during the NFL season, but it's any given night in the NBA. Yes, sir. Our final item up for NBA buy sale. Now, this is one that we talked about Tuesday night. Um, this is right before you joined us Tuesday. We talked about the Warriors since you, you know, you brought them up. Draymond Green. Buy yourself. Now before you answer, to go back to Tuesday, Steve Kerr was caught on video saying, uh <laughs> I'm I'm so effing tired of Draymond's SHIT. And you know, them two have been going back and forth for four years now, since twenty fifteen after the championship. They've been beefing. And my thing is you're I want you to put your GM hat on right now. You're the GM of the Warriors. Are you done? Are you going to buy or sell Draymond Green?
1: You better buy. Because here's, here's why I say buy Draymond Green. Okay? There's nobody on the team, can on the Warriors team, that can do what he do. Name me somebody on that team that's a utility player that can do what Draymond does. Draymond is the reason part a big part of the reason why they won these championships and don't get me wrong you got Steph for the first two Steph, Clay, Draymond that was a nucleus you add KD and you know people can make the argument hey we can lose Draymond and still have KD, Steph and Clay and win and you could but when you have a player that can rebound that can do the nitty gritty stuff that can Lock somebody down defensively, that every now and again you can he can hit a shot. He, he you whatever you can you you ask Draymond to do he can do. Kind of like uh, Dennis Robin. That's what who he reminds me of. Kind of not not the the flamboyant you know uh, the Dennis, but I'm just talking about even in Dennis's Chicago days he wasn't asked to, but he could shoot. He can shoot. He wasn't asked to. He was asked to go get 20 rebounds. We need you to lock down this forward, this center. Draymond can play if you if you asked him to. If he had to, he could play one through five. He, 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 you tell me somebody else on the Warriors that can play one through five, offense and defense. You can't. So, I understand, you know, people are people. And, you know, Steve Kerr is part-time Draymond and Draymond vice versa. But I don't think Steve Kerr is stupid at all. I think Steve Kerr knows the value of Draymond Green. And he knows if he's going into this playoffs or wherever, a big game, he knows that I need Draymond to check this person. I need Draymond to do this. And in the other game, I need to flip it. I need you to not defense and rebound this game. I need you to, you know... Because I don't know, you know, I know a lot of people that listen to our show played all types of different sports. So you know when you play basketball at a, a high level and you're asked to, hey, we need you to shut down their best defender, that takes everything out of you. There is no offense. <laughs> you mm-hmm. might you might come down and get a, a layup or something every now and again, but if you're checking, you're running around with whoever you you put name whoever you're running around with them all game you don't have energy to, to put on the offensive end so I'm buying high on draymond and they they're smart they better keep their nucleus together they better figure out a way because boogie can't do what draymond does
0: one thing about draymond is he may not give you Twenty points, he gives you seven. But how many power forwards, six, seven, uh, can handle the ball, can pass? He's averaging almost eight assists. He had double digit assists two games ago, uh, and two losses he had double digit assists. He had ten and eleven. How many power forwards are getting double digit assists, as well as double digit rebounds? Sometimes.
1: Sound like a hybrid, like Scottie Pippen, kind of.
0: Yeah, it, it's like for lack of a better term, Scotty Pippen and Dennis Rodman had was, a baby.
1: I was just about to say that. I was just about to say a hybrid Pippen-Rodman mix. And and mm-hmm. with that type of combination, that is a mean combination right there.
0: And the thing about Draymond, I mean, I give him a lot of hard time, but I I, I like the way he plays. But he hasn't even hit his stride yet. He hasn't even hit full potential yet once he hits full potential look out cuz he could probably give you 10 10 and 10 he has he, the possibility to do that
1: i think he could if 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 he's asked to i think he could give you 10 to 20 points a game in 10 and 10 mm-hmm. i think it, i think if he's not the fourth option on a team he's a he's the fourth or fifth option sometimes
0: yeah
1: you know it, He touches the ball on the floor, but it's KD, Steph, Clay, now Cousins. Those are your offense. Your when you think of offense on that team, that's the pecking order. Pecking order Steph. Well, you know what? I'm gonna change that. The pecking order is KD, Steph, Clay, then Boogie, and and it might be Boogie then Clay now. So because you know Boogie demands so much attention, you know, and has to have the ball. So I don't know, man. it, it, it's going to be interesting to sh- see how that shapes up.
0: Yeah, it is, man. Yeah, it is. I'm,
1: and, I'm, I'm glued sorry, go, to the
0: Screen on that one. No, I'm just saying I'm glued to the screen on that one. I want to see how that works.
1: And before we move on to the next one, I'm gonna give you a buy or sell. I got, I got something local that I, I, I want to hear your opinion on. Okay. Do you gonna buy or sell? Bradley Bill taking the next step from a star to a superstar?
0: I'm not even going to play with it. I'm not going to think about it. I'm selling. Because one thing about Bradley Beal, he plays very well without John Wall, but he doesn't give me that... You fear John Wall at times. When John Wall's at the top of his game, you fear John Wall. You don't feel Bradley Beal. No matter who you put around him, you don't fear him. So, you know- No.
1: And, I said and I agree with you 100%. You know he can score you 20 to 30 points. But we still haven't seen that game of him going off for of 45, 50. And and we talked about this, you know, some some podcast ago where I was saying that he got the keys to the Ferrari and he's on the autobahn he's only doing 50 miles an hour and there's nothing but straight road ahead and all you got to do is press the gas pedal. And, and take the top off of it now i love him i love he, how he plays he plays on both sides you know i know i give the wizards in general a hard time i would love for him to see to see him take that step to the superstar i just don't think that's in his game i, I think he he is a a, a one 1b one a, a, a number two player on the team he has to have somebody like he the, a trade to the Lakers probably would have been really good because he could have been second to LeBron you know he needs somebody else on the team to take the attention away from him I hope it changes but I don't I don't know if it will <laughs>
0: it seemed like you yeah, asking for a lot by asking him to change but he is who he is He's he's not going to be Gilbert Arenas now. Even when No Chill Gill played here, you feared Gilbert Arenas because Gilbert Arenas came in and he went toe to toe with Kobe. He dropped sixty on Kobe like it was nothing. It was just another day at the park. That you don't get that feeling from Bradley Beal. I don't get that. You know what? Forget it. I don't get the confidence from Scott Brooks that he has the green light. If he's open, take the shot. But it's like he doesn't have the confidence in himself to go and get the green light and be like, I'm shooting every time I come down because I'm I'm feeling it. And I'm talking about he's shooting. He's pulling up in the lane, knocking down shots. He's up and under, going around, landing in. I mean, he's scoring at will. Like, nobody can stop him. I don't feel he has that confidence in himself
1: and, to be there. And then you, and you're talking about in today's NBA where – it's geared for the offensive player. Like, he should be dropping when – when Wall went down and it became – you know, he became the number one, he should be dropping at least 40 a night. He should have had a stretch like Harden. He's averaging 30, 35 a game. Now, I don't have it in front of me now, but I'm going to go through his last – his game since Wall went down. I want to, you know, get his average. If I had to guess off the top of my head, I'm going to say – 24 a game, 23 a game, something like that. It might be a little bit higher, but I, I'm going to say I'm gonna say 20, 24 and a half. And I, I'll bring the – I'm going to tweet it once I go back through and, and figure out what, what game wall went down and what he's averaged since then.
0: That's not going to cut it. If you're going to be the top dog, that right there is not going to cut it. Nope. <laughs> now, now, if you were, if you had another player beside you that was given twenty eight, twenty four, something like that, yeah, but you don't have that that running dog with you.
1: Nope. You sure don't. You you're you're the guy. You're you're what they're relying on. So, you know, is is I, I I just think his numbers for being the man are kind of low.
0: I agree with that.
1: What are we talking about next, KG?
0: Well, I mean, since you just gave me a partial assessment of the, of the Wizards. I was going to say, let's assess our personal teams. And you just gave me a partial assessment. I mean, give me give me the assessment on the rest of the Wizards, and I'll come in after you finish with the assessment of the Bulls.
1: Um, ah, they have some bright spots. I like um, – I like um, – Man, I just had their names right in my head, and I just it just fell out. I hate when that happens. But um, Jabari Parker, uh, what's the other boy's name? They just traded for him. Bobby Portis. Uh, Bobby Porter's. I like Bobby Portis. Um, I think that Sadoraski, I think that Troy Brown Jr., I think you get to see – you get to see what, what they're made of. You get to see them in action. Cause they're getting they're getting all the time they want right now. So I think it's really important for the offseason them going in and, and trying to figure out um who stays and who goes. So, you know, like yesterday they they, they beat the Wizards one a hundred oh, not no, they beat the magic. I'm sorry. The Wizards beat the magic 190, build twenty-three points. 10 for 22 shooting. That's what discourages me about him. Two for six for three. If I put up twenty-two buckets, twenty two shots, and only had twenty-three points, i I don't know, man. Um I love Thomas Bryant. I really think that um I really think they found something in Thomas Bryant. Now, um, like I said, Jabari Parker, you know. Bobby Porter's—you got to figure out, you know, how they fit into the Wizards' plans. Um, I know Trevor Ariza—that was a waste of a a trade; that it really was. Um, He's not giving you anything. Um, But I like—I want to see Troy Brown Jr. play more, and uh, I want to see him, Thomas Bryant, continue to continue to grow, man. I, I really do. And Sato, I want to see them ball out. You have to see, right now, you you have to see, you don't have a choice but to see what your young talent can do. Um, I think they need to add a, 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 a deadly three-point shooter. Um, Randall was three for five yesterday. Um, so, they, Bradley Beal, for me, he's just not that sharp shooting three-pointer where you know if you give him a a couple of inches of rum is good, like Steph, you know, like Harden. And that's what I'm talking about. Those guys are superstars. When I say he's not a superstar yet, that's what I'm talking about. And they have to get a three-point shoot. I think Thomas Bryant at center, I really think they found something, whether they lucked up and did it or not, you know, it it just worked out for the Wizards. But – um. And what we talking about wall out until the middle of next season. He's going to be yeah. gone for a while, right? Yep. So, you know, you're talking about starting next season. You have to find something. I mean, this isn't, this is kind of like the Buffalo bills of the NBA. Nobody wants to come here. Nobody wants to come here. Nobody wants to go to um, uh, give me another that Chicago right now.
0: Yeah, no, not at all. Nobody wants to – I think everybody wants to go to Dallas, Miami. Nobody wants to go to the, to the Lakers.
1: Yeah, I think it's a different reason why people don't want to go to the Lakers because of, of what LeBron brings to that team and the attention and the expectations. And for some people, that's just not, you know you know, that's not what they want. They don't want that pressure. They want to go to New York. They want to go to Chicago. They want to come and sign a big contract with the Washington Redskins and sit back and do nothing. That's what they want to do. That was a jab, by the way. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> but, um, like I said, I think for the team to go to the next level, if Bradley Bill could take his game to the next level, and I know everybody adores him, you know, you know he's a really good player but for order for them to 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 be at the next level he has to take his game to the next level and i don't know how he does that but he has to man. it's the only way that's the only way it's going to happen like the night before they beat sacramento he had 27 points nine rebounds nine assists you know so and that's what i was saying you know when I said his average, I know, he had 36 points against the Timberwolves, but that was an OT game. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. They, they're they going to have to evaluate the talent. And if the people are serious at F Street in D.C. about the basketball team as they are the hockey team, they have to make some moves to at least get back in the top six. Because it's, it's hard seeing them fall from – the top six making the playoffs to nothing now. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. No. You know, so um, right now, uh, I think I I, I did like the trade for Portis and um, Jabari Parker. I I think it's something that needed to be done. I think it was just uh, the quote-unquote big three that Washington had assembled, hadn't accomplished anything. And uh, whatever was wrong with Otto Porter, I, I've said how, – how long have I said I thought something happened? I don't know if something happened in the locker room, but he just didn't play the same from when he exited out played the playoffs, when they made the playoffs and got bounced. Uh-huh. Remember I was saying he looked like he got hurt? He, yep. never, he never played the same after that. I don't know if it was an altercation. I'm not putting nothing out there. I think something happened because that was not the same Otto Porter that started this season. So, well, what about your Bulls, man?
0: Well, I'm <sighs> looking at this team. I'm um, twenty years. I've been waiting to get back to glory. How about that? <sighs> I've I've had flashes uh, with the baby Bulls in two thousand four. Um, then again, with Derrick Rose coming aboard, uh. Thibodeau and that that strong scrappy defensive teams and we were always a player to a way, a caller to a way of getting past Miami for three years but we were always the number one seed never understood why we couldn't never turn the corner and then they let Tibbs go you bring in Fred Hoiberg, you play Hoiberg ball he doesn't emphasize defense as much the team is loose, we lost they fire Hoiberg they bring in Jim Boylan Hoiberg was 5-19 to start this season. Jim Boylan taking over is
1: 14-31. and <laughs> Big difference, huh?
0: Really big difference. I mean, yeah, we turned the corner. And I've read on Twitter just his post-game comments about guys not doing this. guy. That's your job to get them up, to get, to, get the things they're supposed to do. Now, Jim Boylan has been an assistant for a long time. He knows this game. But, and his team is not bad. I mean, on paper, if you're looking at the players, I believe, and this is kind of funny coming from me, but I was hard—I've always been hard on Zach Levine since he became a bull because I really didn't want him for Jimmy Butler because I wanted to keep Jimmy Butler and build around him. But I got to thank Professor Lucky for this one because he, he kind of made me turn the corner on, on Zach Levine. So, but building around Zach Levine, Otto Porter, and Laurie. I sprinkling in a little. Chris Dunn, these guys are young. Zach Levine's 23. Otto Porter's 25. Lori's 21. Uh, Chris Dunn is, what, 24. And then also you got Wendell Carter, who's 19. And he'll be back next year off after his uh, surgery. So we got players we can build around. I'm fine with that. But we need the coach. We need a coach. It's going to be no nonsense. And right now we don't have that.
1: So what if well, let me ask you a question. It looks like y'all are sitting at like the third or fourth pick right now? Possibly. What if the dis- dysfunction is on purpose? What if, you know, this is for the Duke Boy sweet stakes?
0: Yeah, but that that's the thing. We already got Wendell Carter.
1: But you don't have RJ Barrett, RJ uh Barrett or Cam Reddish know you, sure. you you remember we, we're stacking mhm we talked about this Philadelphia set the table they set the bar for tanking building up picks and hey we're going to suck for a couple years cuz this is what we're going to do and then we're going to you know come up and we're going to have all these studs so if you let's say you guys keep number 4 and land you know Cam or because we know Zion's going first
0: yes that's a, that's without a doubt
1: Zion's going first it's basically the Cleveland sweepstakes Cleveland is <clears throat> I'm going to say this on air Cleveland is taking on purpose so they can get Zion I don't think Kevin Love is hurt um, and whoever else is hurt whoever who else is on the injured reserve I don't know but I think think they're I think they're tanking on purpose to grab Zion
0: I don't doubt it I don't doubt
1: it as of March 14th, Larry Nance is out Tristan Thompson's out Della Dova's out
0: but hold on, as far as Tristan Thompson even when Tristan Thompson plays, he's out
1: yeah, that too and then then and uh, J.R. Smith. Mm. It, you know, he when is the last time he played?
0: Last year in the playoffs?
1: So like I said, this is this is on purpose.
0: But that, go ahead. No, this is the thing. You got Denzel Valentine coming back next year. Uh who else we got? Um, I like Wayne Selden. Uh Shaquille Harrison, I like him too. But it's guys. You got a lot of young guys on this roster. You don't want to go too young because you need the experience. And Wendell Carter, I had high hopes for him uh, when we were talking summer league play last summer because he was swatting shots out the air like it was nothing.
1: Well, but, well, well, brother, you gotta realize Dan Gilbert's already went through this. Yeah, and twice and when 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 he got LeBron. You know, LeBron turned into a leader. I mean, he he grew right in front of our eyes. So they're going to do the same thing, but he already has the blueprint. Now, here's the thing that you have to be careful of if your team's like Cleveland, your team's like Chicago, if you're any team not named the York Knicks, Warriors, Lakers, Heat, the Mavericks, the Rockets. These players want to play where they want to play. Mm -hmm. let's make an example, Landon Collins, his idol was Sean Taylor. He dreamed of being a Redskin. Now, let me put, you put your GM hat on, okay? You go back to Landon Collins' draft, and you need a safety, and you know he's a baller, and you're not the Washington Redskins, and you hear that. Let's just say you're the, let's say you're the Giants, you hear that his dream is to play for the Washington Red. Do you draft him? Yeah, but you I mean – you draft him knowing that you only got him for his rookie contract? His heart is not there. His heart is not with your team. He's basically – to me, that's a low-level low Eli Manning. I'm not going <laughs> to play for you. But, I'm a, but he's going to play, but he knows, like, hey, I, I want to I wanna be a Redskin. When's the last Kevin? When's the last time someone wanted to be a redskin? And I'm not trying to be funny. When's the DJ last DJ time- When's the last time somebody wanted to? And, and who did he idolize? Sean Taylor. Thank you, thank you. Before that, when's the last time I wanted to be a, a redskin? <sighs> Don't even think hard. That's what I'm trying to. People, people want to be.
0: Sewer so cravings.
1: He wanted to be a Redskin. Yes, he did. He did not like it.
0: Yeah, well, he, his idol was Sean Taylor. That's why he wore 36.
1: And and see, that's what I'm thinking. He, Sean Taylor made such a big impact
0: in such a short amount of time.
1: In such a short amount of time. And I can't even sit here and name the last person that wanted to be a Buffalo Bill because there's been nobody that has played on that level. Like, not only was a pro bono all star, but that was a generational talent that was a pro that was a Hall of fame career in the making that okay. for it. so when somebody has for me if I'm another team and I hear that, I can't draftline the columns because we talked about it – I talked about it a little bit on the last podcast. If you're a GM, you have to plan for here, right now, and, and later on. Now, if I'm drafting in – was was Atlanta Collins a first-round pick?
0: No, he was a second-round pick.
1: Second-round pick. Okay, your first and second-round picks should play right away. Agree? Agree. Okay. Now, if I'm drafting a need, I I, I want this player – I feel like if, if this player can fill his need, this is long term. I can cross safety off the list. Now I'm a runner player for three or four years. Then he's gonna go where he's gonna go. Cause you're talking about landing Collins is not no middle of the pack safety. No. They, they, you know what I'm saying? They, they, you're talking about the top safety in the league. You keep your top players. Like they didn't Frank, they didn't make any fuss about it. That's what surprised me about the Giants. They didn't franchise them. Because they could have easily like, nope, we're going to franchise them. Y'all give us two firsts for it. If you don't want it, you can sit out the year. They could have easily done that.
0: And the wild part about it, that's what the talks were at the end of the season, that they were going to franchise him. And then the Giants is like, well, no, he he doesn't want to be here. We're not going to franchise him.
1: And that's, I respect the hell out of that. They could have easily been Detroit and be like, well, if Calvin Johnson doesn't want to play for Detroit, he's not going to play anywhere.
0: Or they could have easily been the Washington Redskins. If Kirk Cousins doesn't want to play here, he won't play anywhere.
1: Exactly. And I respect the hell out of that. If you don't want to be a part of my organization, my team, hey, man, top talent or not, I need people. And I think that's what the the, the, the Odell Beckham trade was. You don't want to be here? Look, we... we we want to build a team because that's how they won the Super Bowl last time. They didn't win it with Odell Beckham. They no. won it as a team. The Patriots, yeah, their face is Tom Brady and Belichick, but they win as a team. Nobody's bigger than the team when there's 22 players on the field. Somebody might stand out, but if that unit isn't clicking as one, and you go back to the Giants last year. Odell Beckham could dance all day, but if if Eli Eli doesn't have time to throw him the ball, it's, it's it's for nothing. Yeah. So you gotta respect the Giants. They look, they got two people out of there that didn't want to be there. One they the one that's a little bit of more of a show pony, and, and Odell Beckham. But Landon Collins didn't want to be there. They probably talked to him. Like, look, and he's going to a division rival. So, that, that has to hurt even more, but if your organization and you're confident in your organization and your scouts, you replace. Yeah. That's what the Patriots do. The Steelers do it very well. When we was doing a, a test on Anchor the other night, I named five Ste- Steelers receivers that if they played together. They they, they would be awesome, but here's the thing what's the common denominator of those five still of receivers? Big Ben, Big Ben, and what is Big Ben? What is his quarterback genre?
0: <laughs> uh, sh- Diva that's what he is.
1: Well, well, okay, most good quarterbacks are Divas, but when I'm talking about his category, he's a gunslinger,
0: yeah, he can he, be,
1: he's a risk taker.
0: He's not Brett Favre type. Now Brett Favre is the I think Brett Favre and uh, Brett Favre, Sonny Jurgensen, and Joe Namath are your top tier gunslingers that took risk, but their they, their risk came with high rewards.
1: And I, and I think I think Ben is up that category because Ben is willing to eat three or four interceptions for because you talk about the Steelers you, let's talk about the heyday with Brown Bell in the backfield they can explode for 30 points they, <laughs> they can explode it, it, they can be down 21-3 to three, big bended through 2 or 3 interceptions and you never feel like they're out of the game until the 4th quarter you see triple zeros that's true because they, Big Ben is willing to take chances and make try to make plays. I'm willing to put this ball out here for you to make a play. And you know, how bad do the receivers want? How bad do you want this ball? Exactly. And, and we're practicing, and that's what we're practicing. And I'm like, I come back to you like, look, can you put it up a little higher? Big Ben... I know Jimmy hates him. He, he hates the air he breathes. <laughs> but big, I, I guarantee you, Big Ben's brain, he knows where Juju wants the ball because that's who he'll be throwing to next year. Yeah. He knows where he wants the ball. He knows his brain has already calculated how fast Juju is, how far, how much air he has to put underneath the ball. And that's why you'll see sometimes Big Ben overthrow people, underthrow. You know, he's getting old. But that's what good quarterbacks do. Give me a chance to make a play. Everything can't be pinpoint accurate all the time. Sometimes you just got to throw it up and be like, my guy's going to beat your guy.
0: This day and time, everything is not Bill Walsh's system of the West Coast offense because nobody ever ran it better than he did. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you know, two-step drop. And you got John Taylor, Jerry Rice coming in on a slant, It doesn't yeah. work like that.
1: So, well, I know I know. we went off topic, man. You got to get us back on topic. But do we need a break?
0: Yeah, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Then we're going to come back and we're going to jump. We're going to stay with the NFL. We're going to update some of these free agent signs. Not many, but, I mean, a few of them we already knew was going to happen. <laughs> so, take a break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We right back like we never left, man. man. This free agency period—I don't think I've been more high, and some days I've been really, really low. And it's only two days old.
1: Crazy. I think I think this is probably one of the craziest trade and NFL free agency periods we've ever seen.
0: Nobody expected the Odell Beckham trade that came out of left field, but. I tell everybody when that story broke that that's what was going on. It was right before the sideline junkies went on air. And I said, This couldn't have been a more perfect time because we got the it was fresh. I felt like we were lions attacking a zebra, and the zebra was
1: fresh. When I saw that trade, And I was, like I said, the first thing I thought of is that the Giants were tired of dealing with them. (laughs) You know, and and when you get tired of dealing with somebody, you don't care. Just like you just saw with Antonio Brown. You don't care how much talent they got because you feel like, like, we'll find another one. Right. Just leave. leave. You know, (laughs) take this problem off. For us, it's a problem. You know, y'all can have. They don't have to see him. He's in the AFC, you know. Uh, which did what? What did surprise me is uh, the Golden tape trade.
0: What? Well, that was a, a free agent designer.
1: Oh, he he signed. Okay, I was I was kind of surprised at that. Um, him going to the Giants, but he's thirty. Um, he's still productive.
0: Uh, I'm gonna tell you like I told uh, the guys that ate the eight to five. Jerry Rice played till he was forty two and he was still productive, but Mike Shanahan kinda sorta disrespected him by making him fifth on the depth chart in Denver.
1: Well, yeah, I mean
0: Jerry Rice got, probably could have played till he was fifty.
1: You you got egos. You we already know is is ego driven, you know. And, you know, you get a coach like Mike Shanahan, you know you feel like you're bigger than, you know, in life, and then you know, you might have felt like, Hey, you know, I don't see what I want out of Seattle. Jerry's 42, you know, what I mean, but that's a whole nother conversation. But
0: because I'm gonna defend Jerry to the to to the death, I'm sorry,
1: I know you are, I know you are.
0: <laughs> oh man, but I mean, outside of things we already know, as far as our personal teams go, Adrian Peterson signing back with. With the Redskins, two years, eight million. I'm very, very happy about that. I had a list of players that I wanted to keep. He was one of them. Ty and Secchi was another, and Mo Harris is one. And also Preston Smith. But out of my list, AP is the only one I get to keep. Uh Mo Harris has gone to the Patriots. Ty and came to your Bills. uh Jameson um,
1: Crowder to the Jets.
0: James the Crowder to the Jet to the Jets. Um Preston Smith to the Packers. Ha
1: ha but... Clinton Diggs.
0: To Chicago, yep. Jordy Nelson got cut from the Raiders.
1: I saw that, I, and, and as soon as I saw that, I said he might as well just go back and make good with the the Packers, because the only person that that can work with Jordy and be is 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 Aaron Rodgers. But,
0: now, see, this is the thing though, with what he's able to do. Now I'm I'm taking I'm I'm stepping into Buffalo's office now. I'm going after Jordy Nelson because Josh Allen can make plays with his feet. He can move around. He's a little bit more mobile than Aaron Rodgers. And you know when you get to moving, and Jordy break off, all you got to do is throw a frozen rope down the sideline. Only with Jordy can get it. Nobody can run a deep seven better than Jordy Nelson.
1: Hey man, you know Jordy got that. How tall is Jordy? Well, Jordy's I.
0: I don't even think he's six feet, but I, let me, let me let me be sure.
1: Yeah, go on that because I, I was hoping that Bills got uh, Terrell Williams from the Chargers, but the Raiders got him. So now they pair him with Antonio Brown. I thought that was a really really good move. Um, we saw Earl Thomas and Mark Ingram go to the Ravens. Um, the The Falcons got uh, the Falcons uh, former Falcons called Coleman going to the 49ers, So they get a that was a hand scratching move. Yeah, I mean, what you mean, the Tevin Coleman? Yeah, that
0: was a head-scratching move.
1: I don't think so because you you everybody's doing the two and three back thing. Yeah. You know, running backs are, you know, unless you're just a, a special freak of God like AP, you know, you're interchangeable and you're not trying to wear your back out. Um, I forgot the – oh, my God, I had his name. They're running back for the Forty ers now I forgot his name. He's a he's a he's a workhorse,
0: mm-hmm. but now you
1: get a change of pace guy, and Tevin Coleman's a speed back. So you know you get that one two punch, and like I said, man, you set that up right, you know that's just more weapons on the field.
0: And for the record, Jordy Nelson is six foot three. I was yeah, all that's, wrong.
1: That's what I thought. I thought he's a you know he's a big he's a big body, right. Um
0: and the running back you were talking about in San Francisco, you got Matt Breida.
1: Breeder, Breeder, that's it.
0: Hey, you got Matthew Days back there. Uh Jerk McKinnon and Jeff Wilson are their running backs.
1: Yep, Breida is who I was talking about. So um it, it's it's been a lot of uh man, it's been a lot of movement that is uh that you it's just like the the Ravens like, I don't know why the Ravens well let C.J. Mosley
0: go. I don't money. I, they felt he he wasn't worth the money he was asking for. Uh, Signing with the Jets for what eighty eighty five million. Let me make sure I get that right. C.J. Mosley eighty five million, but it's only fifty one million guaranteed. See, a lot of people, I'm trying to explain to them. You you getting hyped up about the total number of the contract? Look at the guaranteed money. That's Man. what you pay attention to. Pay attention to the guaranteed money. That's the money that you really need to pay attention to. Like Landon Collins officially signed with the Redskins, $84 million. But only 45 of that 80, $84 million is guaranteed. He
1: has to yep. of it. Yep, and Nick Foles, you know, you 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 already have reported that. He officially signed with the Jaguars, four years, $88 million, $50 guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So. And,
0: and actuality, I think he should have got more. Because Kirk Cousins set the tape. I think Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins.
1: Uh, I don't agree with you there. What? what? I don't I don't, I don't. agree with you. What? Who are you? Like, like I told you, you. Go back two years. I, I, two I, don't, I, don't. I don't know. I, we didn't say it on the record. On the show. You go back two seasons you go back two seasons and you tell me Kirk Cousins who he was throwing the ball to to have a 4,000 yard season. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> absolutely. I will not let you Embarrass the <laughs> sideline junkies by throwing
0: the first name up there. Running back, I will not
1: let you do it. Oh man, I will not let you do
0: it. That year he threw four thousand. Who did he have? He had um
1: nobody.
0: Well, uh, actually, he had Jordan Reed for a little bit. So Jordan Reed got that concussion, and that was it.
1: N- okay, nobody.
0: You right? Well, was Pierre Pierre? P- no, he had the, he he had Deshaun Jackson. He had Pierre Garcon.
1: Kirk Cousins finished eighth in the league. He played all 16 games, which seems to be a problem at quarterback in Washington. Okay?
0: And we're talking 2017, correct?
1: We are talking the 2017 season. All right. Talking the 2017 season, 64%, 4,093 yards, 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Uh, let see. QBR, 54.2. His QB, QB rating for the year was 93.9. Okay? Mm-hmm. Which finished finish 12th. So, you... T- please tell me who... Who he was passing the ball to. The Ryan, 4,093 Ryan. Line, 4, 4, yards were seventh in the league.
0: Brian Quick, Maurice Harris, Ryan Grant, Josh Dotson, Robert Davis, Jamison Crowder.
1: I bid you farewell, my sir. <laughs> I bid you farewell. you just proved my point. You just proved my point. There is no Alshon Jeffrey on that list. Who did Nick Foles throw to in the Super Bowl?
0: Alshon Jeffrey, uh... Jeez, um, I can't remember the other guy's name. What was that? Twenty eighteen. Jeez, is that that seemed like it was so long ago? Oh man,
1: well, we, I'm just saying. When you say that Nick Foles is a better QB than Kirk, hold on, Ball.
0: hold on. He had Nelson Aguilar was in the slot. Mm-hmm. Alshon Jeffries on the outside. He had Golden Tate. Jordan Matthew. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Hold on, wait. No, 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 no.
1: Golden Tate wasn't there for the Super Bowl. No,
0: I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I am so wrong. That yeah. was 2017. Because 2018 just passed.
1: Right, right.
0: Okay. Let me, let me, let me bring that back.
1: Well, I'm just.
0: Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, Marcus Johnson, Shelton Gibson, and Mac Hollins. And he also had Brent Celek, Zach Ertz, and Trey Burton.
1: Um. Did you say Zach Ertz? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Zach cause Zach Ertz is a big piece.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, then he out he the backfield he still had Jay J, Corey Clement, and Wendell Smallwood. Yeah.
1: Let me let me before we move on. I said Kirk Cousins that that twenty seventeen season was seventh. Guess who guess who was twelfth? Nick Foles. No. Who? I'll give you two more guesses.
0: Who was twelfth?
1: Yeah, twelve in the league in passing yards. Tom Brady. No. Hmm.
0: Twelfth in the league in passing yards in
1: 2007. You better not be looking it up either.
0: No, I'm. I'm not. I'm sitting here trying to because I'm. I'm actually actually lost.
1: Give me one more name. I will give you one more guess. <sighs> one more name. Mm.
0: Two thousand. That was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Who was the hot commodity then? Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna say. Case Keenum,
1: ding 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 ding.
0: Because I had I had to think about that. Case Keenum,
1: Case Keenum, three thousand five hundred forty-seven yards, twenty-two touchdowns, to seven interceptions, sixty-seven percent completion rate.
0: That was his last year in um Minnesota. In Minnesota,
1: ninety-eight point three QB rating. He had a better rating than Kirk Cousins, Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers. Derek Carr, Eli Manning. So, I'm just saying,
0: man. Uh, I feel you.
1: I'm just saying. You put the right weapons around, and I don't even know what what topic we're on because I know we're way off topic. (laughs) But I just want to put something out there that I don't like. A rumor that I'm hearing is that the Redskins are interested in A.J. Green. And I would pump the brakes on that so quick. I do not like that. Because A.J. Green can't stay healthy.
0: Yeah, that is a problem.
1: So, I I don't like that at all. I think if they were going to go get somebody, Terrell Williams, from the Chargers, you know, I would have tried to grab him. Do you go get Jordy Nelson? Do you try to go get Jordy Nelson? Jordy Uh, Nelson's not going to blow past anybody.
0: No, but Jordy Nelson is that possession receiver.
1: He is. He, He exactly is. But who else? Who else is in the? You know who else is shopping receivers around? Who you know?
0: Well, you guys went out and signed uh, John Andre Brown. Dr- yeah, John Brown, but you signed Andre Dropperts too.
1: Just say that again.
0: You signed Andre Dropperts. Andre Roberts.
1: Uh, did they? When did they do that?
0: Sometime today. And then uh, your, your your best friend uh, Terod Taylor. Signed a two-year, eleven million-dollar contract with uh, the LA Chargers, so he's going to be a backup. Yeah,
1: yeah maybe
0: man. even the heir apparent in San Diego.
1: <laughs> that's funny, man. I don't have enough. It's 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 midnight Eastern time. I don't have enough energy to laugh at that. Like, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's that's garbage. He they can have him and go sit on the bench behind Philip Rivers. Um, I know you guys were in in the talks of with him, you know, yeah. trying to bring a, a stable quarterback in. But yeah.
0: I, I was trying to pick it out front of Redskin Park with that. No, no, sir. Well, no nope. you need,
1: You need to do the same thing with the AJ Green talk because that's that's and like I said, you still. What else? I mean, I think you guys need to. Both definitely bolster receiver. I, I, I would have liked the yard. The, the kept Mo Harris. Hey,
0: that's why everybody's like, why you want to keep him? The dude is big. He's him and Cam Sims are both six five. Now you take Paul Richardson and you put him in a the slot. And then you got two big receivers on the outside. Paul Richardson in the slot. And well, I'm not even trying to overlook Josh Dotson, but I need a. I need receivers that can catch
1: consistently. But see, and I, I think you're forgetting about somebody. you forgetting about Trey Quinn?
0: Yeah. I, you know what? I hadn't even factored Trey Quinn in. But Trey Quinn is just an absolute monster. He showed what he could do last year, too. And,
1: and, and that's what I'm saying. I think Trey Quinn is going to be a really good slot receiver if you can get him the ball. If you can find somebody that can get him the ball, I think you're going to find Trey Quinn to be a really good slot receiver. Now – you know, I know Buffalo done done a lot of these signings, but you guys, as far as your offensive line, you know, what's going on with your offensive line?
0: That is a hellified question. It's a good one. I don't know. We need a – right now we need a guard. So a guard needs to be signed. And I wanted uh, Sappho from the Rams, but he signed elsewhere. Also, we, we still got uh, – Jordan Reed under contract. If Jordan Reed's not going to stay healthy, I'd rather trade him, get picks back, and sign a uh, Jared Cook.
1: Bro, we both know. I know that's what you want, but nobody's going to trade for Jordan Reed. They see the last. Do you... all you got to do is go back to the last two or three seasons. He just can't stay healthy. Not at all. If he could stay healthy, he probably would put up Hall of Fame numbers.
0: Because he's unguardable,
1: but he can't stay healthy, and that's that's why I don't like the AJ Green talk. he gonna get him here for what? Yes, he...
0: so he can be hurt too. That's why.
1: Yeah, and, and y'all don't—I don't know what what the what's in the water at Redskins Park, but y'all people don't stay healthy.
0: Training staff.
1: You think it's the training staff?
0: I know it's the training staff because once we tra- once we switch trainers, that's when we start having a rash of injuries. I remember at one point in time, guys would go down, but they wouldn't be down as long as they're down now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know, Uh, you know, a lot of people say, you know, you got to figure out what's going on, especially on the offensive line. You got to figure out what's going on. Are you taping them wrong? Do they have the wrong equipment? On it, it's something because it's not just it's not scattered injuries. It's yeah. one unit going down. You know like that she, offensive, line. The offensive line. Yeah, that offensive line went down. Like it's just it's just too much of a coincidence for me. And I'm just like, what? What's wrong? Something's wrong. Something needs to be addressed. Do they need to change the shoes? You know, are they not getting the right footing? It's something wrong that needs to be corrected at FedEx Field.
0: We've known that for quite some time, to be honest.
1: So I don't, I don't know what it is, but it ha- it's going to have to be fixed. But as um, far as free agency, man, who else, as far as Redskins, what do you want and what do you need?
0: o lineman in depth is a want and a need.
1: Okay.
0: I can wait to the draft to get a receiver. Um, everybody's a high on DK Metcalf, and I hope if, by the time the Redskins pick at 15, he's off the board, so he's out of everybody's mind. And at, with that 15th pick, they say the Redskins select out of Ole Miss, A.J. Brown.
1: You think DK Metcalf's going to go first round?
0: Yes, because of his combine numbers. Now, the question is, I'm not taking anything away from him. But I said it once before, I'll say it again. I've said it on air and off air. He reminds me of David Boston. He reminds me, and let me rephrase that. He reminds me of David Boston without the juice. He reminds me of Leron Landry without the juice. He's a fairly big guy. And I, when I say big, I mean he is cocked, these swole. But he looks like if I turn the wrong way and make a football move, I'm going to break because I'm I'm, I'm a bodybuilder like this he was a freshman he wasn't that big he spent two summers in a weight room and they say that's legit muscle like he spent two summers in the weight room trying to get bigger and bulk up because he was he was slim but he bulked up My whole thing with him is his health. understand you can run straight away. And you run a 4-3. Understand that wholeheartedly. My concern is you staying healthy. You went out your freshman year with a foot injury. Your red shirt sophomore year which was his last season he played. You went out with a neck injury. You have not played a full season since your original sophomore year two years ago. I have a problem with that. I don't see him as a first round pick because I'm scared.
1: Well I'm looking at a mock draft. They have y'all take a Marquise Brown, wide receiver out of Oklahoma.
0: <laughs> Which one are you looking at? Which mock draft are you looking at?
1: Oh, man, where am I at? I'm on USA Today right now. Okay. This is, I... the, this is the update after Odell, the Odell trade and everything.
0: Okay, because Tuesday I was on uh, CBS Sports, and they had us taking, um, I believe that's the receiver out of Iowa State and oh. I had to scroll down. AJ Brown was like second round 59th pick or something like that.
1: That's interesting, man. I got they got the Panthers taking DK Metcalf. Um they got Buffalo taking uh, Ed Oliver out of a uh, Houston defensive tackle. Be you know, it makes sense it, and it was crazy as as bad as the passing offense was for Buffalo last year, they had the second-rate defense. So <laughs> now Now you have to balance it out. You know, you have to have a good defense. You have to have a balanced passing attack with running. And you just can't come at them with the run because we've seen in the past when the team is strong at running, they just blow the box up. Pretty much. So you have to to scare them both ways. You have to, you know, have a really good offensive mind that can put together a game plan to keep – teams off balance and backpilling the whole time. So um we shall see. Yes indeed. What well, we got what we got next, man?
0: Well let's jump because you know it's almost time for us to go dancing. Come Sunday, selection Sunday. Jump into a few conference tournament games. Um the big game tonight, Zion return.
1: Yeah, I saw that.
0: And the Duke Blue Devils knock off the Syracuse Orange men in the ACC tournament. Oh shoot! I just scroll past it. Hold up, eighty-four to seventy-two, and Zion had himself a basketball game in the first half. Twenty-one points, nine for nine, and he had nine rebounds. I don't think he's been bothered by that knee anymore.
1: Nah, and, and he, let me let let's, let's see if you pick up the most important set I see.
0: What was that? He didn't miss five steals,
1: <laughs> thirteen for thirteen field goals.
0: I see. I haven't even looked at the final stats yet. I, I looked at the first half stats. The just oh my goodness! And he broke out of three sixty.
1: I'm telling you, man. He rolled. He, he rolled, but he he he's going to be he is going to be mean, and it's it's it's. Scary to see because you saw LeBron come through and you like at, at 18, he's playing like a grown man. Uh-huh. And I think you're going to see this times two. And it, and it blows me out because every time you think you've seen the max, the top of something, somebody comes and blows the doors off of it. And I think Zion's going to blow the doors off the NBA when he he makes his debut debut next season.
0: Yeah, I c- I can agree with you there.
1: So, but uh, I know um, we we're we're deep rooted in the ACC before the changeup. So, uh, just a couple of scores from the ACC: um, Tar Heels take out Louisville eighty-three to seventy. Uh, Florida State beat Virginia Tech sixty-five to sixty-three overtime. Number one Virginia. Over NC State 76 to 56. And of course, like Kevin just mentioned, Duke over Syracuse 84 to 72.
0: I, I gotta I gotta help you out because I know you're a Turp fan.
1: Yeah, I don't want to talk about that.
0: <laughs> well, I'm in the same boat with you, being a Hoya fan, man. And the Hoyas and Patrick Ewing, I got such high hopes, and I'm hoping that uh the two freshman guys Kenjo and McClung. I hope they come back next year because we can build something here. So they went down to Seton Hall, 73, 57. So I'm not too happy about that, but we'll see what seed they get. Maybe just maybe they can actually get placed on the East and they can play a regional game at home, but I doubt it. So,
1: well, the Terps lost to the lowly Nebraska Cornhuskers, sixty-nine to sixty-one. This this is when being a Maryland fan makes you want to pull your hair out. And it it should have been a game that that, that was won. Nebraska wanted it more, and they they took the W. That's that's it's nothing really to be said. I mean. You know, it doesn't matter what your ranking is. If a team comes in there and you know, wants the game or they're going to get it.
0: Yeah, that is true. So and the thing is (laughs) this is what I love about college basketball. You can be a non-ranked team but you can make a good run and you can actually win a championship. Yeah. The door is wide open. All you got to do is make the dance. You make the dance and that's it. That is it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, well,
0: before we jump off the night, if anybody's been paying attention to the Instagram uh, and Facebook pages of the sideline junkies, I've been putting a little boxing, a few boxing things up there, you know, just a what if. I First one I did was Floyd Mayweather versus Sugar Ray Robinson. And I I think everybody was unanimous on that one, that Sugar Ray would take Floyd out. Uh, The second one, I said I'm going to make everybody think, Joe Lewis versus Mike Tyson. And I think I got a split decision on that one. Everybody was half and half, you know, some for Iron Mike, some for the Brown Bomber. But as I sit here with BJ, despite any weight class, so weight class is out the window. Give me your top three boxes of all time.
1: Top three boxes of all time. Uh, well, Muhammad Ali has to be number one, I think. Um, jeez, man, see, that's not fair because I'm not a boxing aficionado. Um, I know people don't like him, but. Floyd hasn't lost. I think, that, you know, I think that means a lot. Uh, Kevin, you can't do this to me. Um, I, think, I, think, I think it has to be probably Sugar Ray Robinson. I mean, it's, I hate this because uh, it's so many guys. But if we talking about records and we talking about pound for pound, I could probably, you know, if I had some time, I could probably do a, uh, you know, top ten list. But Ali, um, Sugar Ray Robinson. Uh, how far are we going back?
0: That's as, a, far as, as far as you need to go.
1: See, I can't, I can't go back so far because I can't. I can only go from, you know, articles written about people and you know you talking about uh, Muhammad uh, Joe Lewis.
0: I take that as number three
1: for me. I I am going to have to I, I gotta walk away because I can't I'm gonna...
0: <laughs> for me. Uh, number one is always gonna be Sugar Ray Robinson, no matter what weight class. Because if it wasn't for Sugar Ray, you wouldn't have Muhammad Ali. That's where Muhammad Ali got his style from. It's,
1: Man, it's true.
0: I, I don't believe you would have Floyd Mayweather without Sugar Ray Robinson because he invented the entourage. So, and that 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 money lifestyle. So, Sugar Ray Robinson is number one. Number two is Muhammad Ali. Number three. Just a a good dig at my man Jew. Archie Moore, the knockout king, got more knockouts than anybody else.
1: Archie so. Moore. Okay, I uh, I think if you talk to ten different people, you had ten different lists.
0: Indeed, you would.
1: I, I really think so. I mean, that's it. Just depends on which style you prefer. I mean, because you have to you have to look at it from an unbiased perspective, and you know, we're talking about, you know, all weight classes, all eras, that's a lot to consider. So.
0: Well, I mean, anytime anybody want to debate, you know where to find me. Mr. Hard to Handle 81 on Twitter. Uh, You can hit the sideline junkies page up. Don't matter. Just say you want to debate. Hey, I, I, I got stats and everything to back up everything I say.
1: Well, it sounds like we we put in some work for the show tonight, man. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Now. It it feels good to be back on from the beginning to the end.
0: I know it does. Now, we done burned all the gas out of the mothership, so I'm going to have to gas that back up because, you know, Saturday, got the Saturday night WrestleManiacs, man.
1: Yes, sir. The hottest show, baby. The hottest show on the junkies.
0: And we got to – I got to – check the stats and the rankings, I think I beat the Don with the fast lane picks and K-Bro, so I, I'm feeling pretty confident. I gotta make sure I got everything right, but I'm down for it.
1: I know you are. You sound like you're feeling good about yourself. Yeah. Like you you just took out Don, so
0: If I, I can take out two people you, views in a row, I'm good.
1: I know you can't wait till the show starts.
0: Not at all, man. Not <laughs> at all. <laughs>
1: Hey KG, it's always a pleasure, man. I look forward to, you know, being back on here more and following even more NFL free agent signing and trades. I don't think I don't think that's over at all. So not at all. But mothership has landed. It is like you said, all out of gas. There's no more liquor board, so I'm out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gone too. I I didn't come for the look I just came to drive. That's all.
1: <laughs> hey, man. Sideline Junkies, out like KG say, man. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, hit us up, man, and tell us what you think. Leave us a message. We always read our emails and everything. Sideline Junkies, twenty four seven at uh, gmail.com
0: Yes, indeed.
1: All right, brother. Well. It's time to put the women and children to bed.
0: Yeah. I think we need to go ahead and join them. So, Sideline Junkies, out. Peace. This has been another Sideline Junkies production sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show ID, you can always email the fellas Sideline Junkies 24-7 at gmail.com. Junkies out.